0: Mercy Harper, writer for research services at APQC.
1: And this is Megan McCulloch, APQC's research analyst for financial management.
0: Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to APQC podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're here with Robert Bendetti, CFO and senior VP at Lifecycle Engineering, to talk about cash flow management. Welcome to the podcast, Robert.
2: Thank you for having me back. I am glad to be here.
0: So at APQC, we recently surveyed over 300 finance professionals to learn about the focus areas, initiatives, and challenges they expect for this year. One of the top focus areas that came up was cash flow management. So we wanted to get Robert back on the podcast to give us his thoughts. When we had him on last year, he predicted that cash flow management would be a top priority, and sure enough, he was absolutely correct. So Robert, why do you think Our survey respondents chose cash flow management as one of their top three priorities for 2022.
2: Well, I think it's always important, but never more so than in a season that I think we're entering where we're in a raising interest rates environment and also increased inflation. So to take a layer on that is that the cheap and easy money is running out. And that season's kind of over, and we're entering a more challenging season, and cost of waste and inefficiency is going to go up dramatically, and that we might all be looking back in a couple years and think that 2000 to 2022 was the good season, the good time, and that 22, 23, 24 were actually the hard times. Mm. So I know that sounds crazy to think of 2021, 20, 22 could possibly be good, but in the sense of cash flow, cash flow management, maybe.
1: So Robert, what practices then do you recommend for budgeting and forecasting in response to a high risk economy?
2: I got two calls to action for folks. I think This is always a good practice, but if you've gotten out a habit of doing it, certainly now you need to stress test your budget and your forecast. Whatever key assumptions that you have in your your budget and your forecast, here is the time to do some scenario planning and some very small changes can have some massive impact in the result. So as an example, very often a 5% or 10% volume change in a key customer or key product can have a 40 or 50% impact in the total profit from operations of an organization. So uh, only you, those listeners, would know what the key assumptions are. But first, I would say, first recommendation, stress test, do some what if, do some analysis and see what changes, small changes might have on key assumptions. And then secondly, I think if you don't know it already, this is the time, in case it's changed, maybe you looked at it two or three years ago, five years ago, never ago, you need to identify the 20% of SKUs, services, products, or customers that are driving 80% of your margin. That's a truism everywhere I've ever worked, and it's to every accountant I've ever talked to who's taken the time to figure it out. It's just a truism that 20% of your SKUs, your services, your products, your customer, whatever it is, 20% drive 80% of the profitability. And you need to identify which one of those are because they are absolutely critical to the budget and the forecast that you just put together.
0: Absolutely. So, Robert, another way that our respondents are planning to improve cash flow is through post COVID business models. So what features do you think are going to be most important for these uh, new post-COVID business models?
2: Well, under the framework of cash flow management, I thought an oldie-buddy goodie is improving and focusing on your cash flow uh, conversion cycle, CCC. And I think in doing so and improving that cash conversion cycle, number one deploy that cash is to pay down all variable interest rate debt that you have if it's fixed awesome keep it right it's these rates are never going to be this low again but if you have variable interest rates on say a line of credit or your asset based lending as we we drive for high performance cash flow management deploy that and number one pay down any variable interest rate uh, debt Uh, number two is i think if this is all true if some companies are going to have some challenges. Some industries are going to have some challenges. We're in for a tough season. Well, then I think at some point there's going to be opportunities, some discounts, if you will, on training maybe some talent, some tech. And so if you are working on cash flow management, and profitability, you might be able to find some bargains and invest that. So pay down the debt, you're gonna have money left over, what do you do? Invest it in training and in talent and in technology. This might be to t- the season to do it over the next couple of years. And then the last thought I had is, okay, so our cash conversion cycle, we pay down some debt, that's low hanging. Number two, targeted investments in training talent tech. What else? Is it might be the time, if, if mistakes are expensive, then, lean out processes, automate systems with an eye towards this new flexible world where we are flexible schedule, we are working remotely, we are collaborating with people. Uh, That Systems might've changed, processes might've changed in the past two or three years, might be worth a relook in leaning and process improvement and leaning systems in this new environment. Uh, and that could be a simple of uh, two examples to kind of illustrate that. I thought, I allow, uh, we have team members now that work Monday through Friday or Tuesday through Friday, some work in the office all the time, some work at home, that all kind of flexibility going on. And something as simple as, as approvals, that you could have one level of approval in a a position that only works Monday through Thursday and then the next level of approval only works Tuesday through Friday. And you could could miss out on two days of productivity because the system is just waiting for these roles to hit approve, but they're not around because of just a overlap. Uh, Or documentation, maybe your processes and systems were set up for documentation in a physical form or documentation on-prem and now everybody's off-prem. And it may be worth a new look at maybe something as simple as approval routing or documentation standards, because if the process has changed, maybe the rules need to change. So those are uh, some, some things that I, uh, I think just come off the cuff of sort of the new world under the framework of cash flow management.
1: What factors do you think are most important for transforming to the new business models? So how do our listeners get there?
2: the first step is, and this is going to sound so basic and elementary, but the group really does need to decide that there is is external change, maybe change being forced upon you, or that internally there is a draw or a pull for change. And that may sound so simple, but I have worked at places where there actually was strong disagreement within the executive team or leadership that there was even any kind of push or pull towards change. So I'm just going to start there. That would be a nice beginning. And then number two, assuming that there is some agreement with the leadership of the decision maker, the champions of the change, this push or pull of change, I would start with the champion, the leader of the change who's been tasked with it to think not only about the process and the end goal, but the the, the communication and have a, a detailed change management plan and that that be two- way and inclusive. I think it's important, always important but never more important and when when you do it it's it's really obvious and it's a success and if you don't, it's really obvious and it's brought up. So communication two- way and inclusive ch- change management, I think is really important. And then a recommendation for that thought leader, you know, if Julie's listening right now, and she's like, all right, uh, we all have decided for change, I'm leading the change. And I agree with you, I want inclusive two-way communication. What is an example? I, I think one of the practices I really love, and there's a bunch of change management principles out there, and they're all great. One, I really like it, the that deals with the people side of change is ProSci. I don't know if you all mm-hmm. ever heard of that, ProSci Management. They handle that and really speak to that people side of change management and leading with the, the radio the, that employees want to know what's in it for them, that it, we all, our favorite radio station, if you will, is WIIFM, What's In It For Me. And I think that's really important that if, you, hey, Jessica, Julie, you're out there, you're leading this change effort, then have a calm plan that it's two-way and really think about the people side of change management.
0: Absolutely. And I really like your, uh, your radio call station. <laughs> that's easy to remember. Um, so uh, turning from people now over to technology, another thing that we see organizations doing is they're exploring ways to innovate around accounts receivable. What capabilities do you recommend CFOs look for when they're selecting AP technologies?
2: I've got, I got two thoughts there, and a, uh, my second will be like a little, little extra credit, a little bonus. I'm going to cover some simple ones first that I think are best practices. When I'm thinking about AR tech, if I'm thinking about my accounting tech package, but AR in particular, I think... Number one, I want it to connect to my other systems. Process flow and reporting connectivity to HRIS, CRM, contracts, super critical. So that is a first checkbox. And I think it's a no-go if it doesn't exist. I think the second thing I want to see is features around process automation. And those could be things like automating the invoice process where it's literally legitimately automatic invoicing upon job completion. Boom, it just, that's a rule. When somebody in the workflow upstream hits check, progress is complete, invoicing just automatically sends, it's touchless. Or it could be a reminder emails, phone calls, texts to the person who received that invoice that maybe they have not paid me on time. Again, touchless. Or a monthly statement that again, automatically, I don't have a clerk handling it. I don't have a bookkeeper handling it. Just process automation on these rules that were set, things that always need to happen. And then another thing that I think is a nice to have that I've seen recently, again, with that connectivity and integration is what I'm gonna call credit flags, that the credit of your customers can change dramatically and sometimes very quickly and violently. It always seems to the negative And it would be great if instead of I having to make like a reminder or an accounting leader or a credit leader have a reminder to pull credit on key customers. If there were just credit flags within the system, that if there were any material changes to the credit worthiness of your customers, that you were automatically notified. I think that's a really cool uh, plus when looking at AR tech.
0: Awesome. That is a cool plus. And yeah, great risk management mitigation little enabler there, dig it.
2: And a little extra credit that I think I've seen sort of emerging and I'm in the reading learning phase and super interested to see what y'all think is the, the next level, extra credit level two, I think is around what can these products, AR tech and accounting tech do it with machine learning and AI where the tool itself is identifying customer anomalies or they are predicting issues. They are providing me alerts and insights. That is super exciting and something that I'm, I'm looking forward to these tools being able to offer and offer accurately.
1: We're seeing a lot of that interest as well, Robert, and wanting to see almost that predictive analytics for the finance function to help identify fraud, to help say, hey, this customer's been delinquent this many times. There may be a credit risk. So um, it's, it's really an interest to, to a lot of our members as well, for sure.
2: And I think a key benefit is that the accuracy of the financial information is very strong and so that predictive information that those alerts and insights should be accurate and provide real not just info not just data but actionable information to accounting leaders and i make that distinction because not the organization i work at per se but other places i have worked or where i have friends is that data that is housed and Reviewed in other systems CRM, it is dubious at best. And so uh, the the infor- the the insights that you can pull the machine learning the AI I mean if it's trash data it's going to give you trash predictive insights. So I I I sometimes wonder you know that those in those those leaders that use the CRM data you know salespeople entered the data in the CRM, they are not super detail oriented. They got into sales because they failed accounting. <laughs> and whereas the accounting information, accountants put it in there and accountants checked it. And then I pay external accountants to check my accountants. It's pretty accurate. So the data has less noise and less trash and will provide me greater insights. So. That, you know I hear machine learning AI and some other systems and I'm like, hmm, I know who's putting that data in there. And there's so much data noise, data trash. Accounting, I'm actually excited for because I know the accuracy is high. And so the information should be really actionable.
0: Absolutely, and yes, we see uh, data management concerns across all areas of business that we research here at APQC. It is time to clean up the mess. But we'll see how quickly that happens.
1: <laughs> well, Mercy, that was actually our number two priority for 2022 in our survey was finance data management. So we're right on target. Yep. Get on it, people. Awesome. Well,
0: thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Robert. Thank you for having me. Once again, I'm Mercy Harper. And I'm Megan McCulloch. Thanks for joining us for this APQC podcast. Please go to apqc.org to learn more about our research, and we hope you have a great rest of your day.